At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin the Thursday edition of Big Bets here on VSIN. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel. Amal, Thursday Night Football. TNF, as kids say, hashtag. Yeah. Week nine is already beginning. Do you know what that means? We are now officially beginning the second half of the NFL season tonight. Well, uh, no, we're not. Well, yeah. There's 18 seven, weeks. 17 games. Well, the season's 18 weeks long, though. Oh, so this is like daylight saving time. Where are, like, what time? No, it's... <laughs> if you're into week nine <laughs> well, and you play 17 games. Well, there's 18 weeks of the season. Right. Because everybody gets a bye. Correct. I'm still confused. Sorry. By the way, I, you know, I told you about my, I have a lot of things on my plate in life that I want to get done before yeah. I'm de- before I'm long gone. One of those is to abolish daylight saving times. It's, it's singular, people, not plural. So we're getting close. Apparently, there's like something on Capitol Hill. I don't really follow it that closely, yeah. that they're trying to abolish it. Would you be okay if we, have, we do not put the clocks back, we don't spring forward, and we just get rid of that stuff once and for all? Yeah, depending on where we stay, but I'm sure this is the uh, this is the excitement that people have tuned in for daylight savings, right? <laughs> I know it could affect how you how you handicap the Eagles and Texans tonight. What, what about the other Philly Houston matchup? Well, now we have a series, and we knew we would have one, right? And again, things that I am less excited about too. Combined no nos. I just it doesn't move the meter for me. I don't know if it does for you. The Strohs do that last night. They get I'm, to combine. I'm with you on that. It just does nothing yeah, exactly. for me. So I'm like, oh, come on, Dusty. Let him go out there. At least get, have a shot to go for this thing. But, look, you do get the no-no last night. You, you do, if you're the Strohs, tie this thing up at 2-2. So we know you're going back to H-Town now. 
So we talked about it, you know, as far as Nola, who did pitch very well until the fifth, and then everything unraveled there with the Strohs getting all five of their runs in that fifth inning. So if you had first half under, uh, first five under, that was a bad beat there. The game stays under uh, easily at five nothing. But now we're all live again. So again, you could have locked in profit either way. If you took the Phillies before the series when they were plus money, the Strohs were plus money last night. Yeah. So technically, had you waited and had that diligence, you could have done so. How do you look at it now that we're all knotted up at two? Well, I, honestly, I felt like last night was a crucial game for either side. I didn't know who was going to win the game. Houston dominates with the pr- pitching performance. But I felt like whoever won that game was probably going to win the series. I think it's going to be Strohs and six right now. I don't like Ooh. the price tonight with Houston at minus 162. Justin Verlander on the mountain, right? This is a big te- – I'll give you a big Texas line. So this team is from Houston. Justin Verlander, when you look at him, uh, you know, what do you call it? Uh, big hat, uh, no cattle, right? Oh, big hat, no cow. Yeah. Oh, I'm stealing that one. That's a good one. So that's what you think Verlander is right now. Well, in the World Series, yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we talked a lot about it uh, through the years with guys like Clayton Kershaw, some guys just on the big stage for whatever reason. Yeah. It doesn't seem to manifest itself like like it does in the regular season. You look at Verlander in the World Series, and this dates back, it is not necessarily pretty, i.e., he's never won. Whether or not you like the stat of wins and losses, how much they – He's never won a World Series game. A couple no, no no decisions in there. And then a ton of losses, six of them. So tonight, you would have to lay that price tag, as you mentioned, over $1.50 with Verlander. You're not going to do it. Well, I'm not. Even though I feel confident they're going to win this game today, I don't know how he's going to end up pitching. But I, I think he'll be more effective than he was in game number one. He just had, You know, the thing that concerns me and why I won't lay this price with Houston here is because of how he's struggled in the entirety of the postseason. Not just because of his World Series numbers in the past. I mean, he's got three losses, a no decision, three losses, and no decision. So if we're going in sequential order here based on what has transpired in the past, you're expecting a loss today. But to me, I think the big thing with him is, is this a guy that can get out of the block early and give you sustained success? He did for the first three innings. I think he retired the first 10 batters, and all of a sudden the wheels fell off. Hmm. This would be interesting, Kelly. I don't know if there's a, a prop for it, but if Justin Verlander, if there was a prop that he gets the win, Yes. That would be a very interesting prop for a guy that's never gotten a win, technically, by Major League Baseball rules in the World Series. Because you like the Strohs, but you don't necessarily like Verlander. So there is kind of a line of demarcation there that you think maybe this becomes a bullpen game and the Strohs can get it late. To that end, would you look at the Phillies' first five a little bit if you don't trust Verlander? Uh, Yeah, it's not a bad play at all. Because remember the one thing that comes into the equation is you could get a potential push. Right. And, you know, we know Houston, they're going to score five runs in an inning or they're not going to score, it seems like, in this series. Yeah, how about that? And, you know, is, if you're watching the, the telecast last night, it, look, I'm listening to John Smoltz. John Smoltz is going to forget more baseball than people ever know in their lives. But yet, you know, he's advocating for a bunt. Yeah. First and second, nobody out in the fifth inning when it's scoreless. And then base hit. Then he's saying, you know what? I wouldn't mind with the bases loaded if you hit into a double play here to get at least the one run. And then you get a two-run double. So I know a lot of people were going, oh, like, but I, I understood the small ball mentality when you hadn't scored a run in over 14 innings in the World Series as a team. It's like, hey, just break through and get one. They break through, get five. And then, of course, the no-hitter, nobody really saw that coming combined. So it's going to be interesting that first five here with Verlander because the total is seven and a half. He's fallible. That is clear. Kelly, are there any kind of fun ways to, to look at this other than just the, uh, the total on the spread here? Uh, Verlander to record a win over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Yes, plus 170. No, minus 230. There it is. Dave, I like that find. And, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you one thing. I don't ag- I don't disagree with Smoltz. I know they ended up winning 5 nothing, 
and teams don't play small ball anymore. But Smoltz also was being biased because he was thinking he was on the That's mound. It. It's like if you give Smoltz a half a run, we don't even need a full run. We're winning this thing. It's exactly right. right. Smoltz was f- thinking like my mentality is if you give me because they've had one on the hit, uh, hit by pitch on Alvarez, and then if it's like, uh, hey, if you just give me one more and I got a two nothing lead. We're good, kids. Like, we don't need any more runs. And technically, they didn't. Uh, but that's interesting that Verlander, you can get him plus big money, plus 170 to record a win. What does that mean? And this could correlate with your prop scenario here. He's got to go five. So can Justin Verlander give you five, have the Strohs leave the game with Verlander and the Strohs in the lead, and then the bullpen holds it? I mean, there's a lot of reasons there that you're getting plus money, plus $1.70 in that instance. Yeah, some other uh, pitching props that are up there for tonight. Verlander, uh, strikeouts 5.5, the over at minus 150. Syndergaard, 2.5, over plus 105, under set at minus 140 on that one. For hits allowed, only Verlander listed 4.5 there, under juice to minus 135. Walks, Verlander listed 1.5, under juice to minus 180. And earned runs listed 1.5 for Verlander, the over listed at minus 155. You know, this reminds me of when Kershaw took the ball for the Dodgers. I think it was game five in Houston. Might have been game four. I don't remember what game number it was, but he ends up getting rocked. The Dodgers scored a ton of runs, but he gets rocked that in that the, game. The, both the double-digit game for both teams. Yes, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And... Um, this is a great spot for JB here, right? Like all the playoff postseason failures here, 2017, 2019, 2022, the 2006 and the 2012, the three decisions there don't mean that much to me. But the other five, you got two no decisions and three losses over the last five years, six years, actually. This is an opportunity to kind of just remove all of that from the equation. A great chance here. You look at the pitching, you got to favor Houston as we go down the stretch, but this is an opportunity to really exercise those demons. I look at uh, Noah Syndergaard by the power of Thor. His ass is in the jackpot tonight. I mean, he's back out there. People in New York know what that means. That's a Terry Collins throwback to TC. But, like, boy, it's been a lot of years since Noah was thought of in that regard as an ace. And now he's a guy that you're throwing in there. How about this? Philadelphia Phillies, 2-2. You had one of your, your co-ace, if you will. Wheeler's your ace. We all get that. But, like, Noah was supposed to be the kind of the 1A. Yeah. And then here comes Noah Syndergaard, and the expectations are so low now for Noah. I mean, Kelly just gave the props out. Like, what – can you trust Noah Syndergaard with your season kind of on the line in a 2-2 game in a best of three where two of those three are going to happen in, in Houston in best-case scenario? Look, the great thing about baseball is your momentum is the strongest today starting pitcher. And if Noah Syndergaard, who's got the capability of pitching well, does that, you you put yourself in a great position. I don't know if it happens or not. You know, Josh Towers always talks about when a team's going to have a bullpen day. Yep. They pitch effectively because the guys know they're going to have to pitch. So this would be something to pay attention to. Um, I, I'm not sure how this one plays out in terms of how Syndergaard performs. But I'll tell you what, it's been a while since we've had such a crucial game here uh, in this postseason. It felt like these games so far, they were important, but I thought last night was a great opportunity for Philadelphia, but this is going to be the swing game. We talked about it yesterday, and we made the point that if you like the Strohs, who about minus one yesterday before game four, that you could get plus money for the Strohs to win the series about plus twenty. And we advised that if you like the Strohs overall, and certainly you would like them in game four last night, yeah. to take that plus money. Look at it now. Minus $1.90. That's how much the swings go, and that's what we're trying to do is kind of forecast 
where we think these lines are going to go based on what may happen. And again, if you like the Strohs, hopefully you gobbled up that plus price because that is long gone. First of all, I love this graphic we have up here right now showing the odds as the series uh, has concluded uh, post game one, two, three, and four. And you see the dynamic in terms of the changing in price. Now you could obviously get Philly at a price that's even greater than when the series started by a nickel. Philly was plus 160 to open the series, now plus 165. Um, I, I, look, this is obviously a crucial game. I feel like this game is far more important for Philadelphia than it is for Houston. Because well, if you're Houston, you're going back and you're going, all right, well, even if things go wrong with Verlander again, mm-hmm. okay, we, we, we're, we still have Framber waiting in the wings for game six, and we're going to feel pretty good about that, and then we could piecemeal a game seven together. And maybe that's why last night you don't allow for the no-no attempt to happen because you're thinking bigger picture here if you're Dusty going, i got to save a potential arm, even if it's for an inning or two. Hey, you get to a game seven, all hands on deck. But remember, this is a team that's been in two crucial Game 7s, right? Once against the Dodgers, once against the Washington Nationals, yep. once on the road, once at home. So they've been there. This is not a shock for them what the situation is when you look at Bregman, Altuve, Verlander. I mean, you've got three of the core that have been there. Yeah, I totally agree. And again, for those that might not know what I'm referring to, just Google it. Noah Syndergaard, asses in the jackpot. That's Terry Collins, the old manager of the Metropolitans. When they drilled Chase Utley, and rightfully so, and then they threw Noah Syndergaard out of the game. What'd he do? He just beamed a guy for retaliation. I, I've always said, don't throw the ball at the guy. Walk the guy in front of you back when the guys used to bunt. Let them bunt and then hit him in the back of the head up the first baseline. <laughs> Baseball justice being wielded out by Amal Shaw. 100%. Josh Applebaum, Mike Pritchard coming up on the dock. We're going to get to Thursday Night Football. Do we have to? Yeah, we will. When you come back next here on Big Bets on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything VSIN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. Plus, get our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit VSIN.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's VSIN. Dot com slash subscribe. Back alongside them all, Shaw, Dave Ross here. We roll on with Big Bets. Mentioned that we're going to have Josh Applebaum, host of Morning Bets, is going to join us later on this hour. We'll ship up to Boston, get his thoughts on Thursday Night Football, and also Mike Pritchard as well, of course, co-host of Easton's Pro Football Blitz. I mentioned the, uh, the Noah Syndergaard issue back in the day. We got a little smidge of it during the break there. It is legendary. It's why Metropolitan fans have endeared themselves to Terry Collins. You gotta give us our shot. Noah Syndergaard took his shot at Chase Utley. He's gonna take his shot at the Astros tonight in Game Five of the World Series. Do you like that stuff? When I mean, just managers just lose it. I mean, it's like a lot of times you've seen it historically in baseball. Some of it's fabricated. Correct. Others is just pure. I'm going to lose my blanking mind. Well, I'm not a big fan of it across any sport. I, I don't like the way in the NBA players berate officials because I think it trickles down to the, to the collegiate and the high school and the youth sports. You know, refereeing, uh, Dave, I did a news story years ago, and I, I got to tell you, it's one of the toughest jobs, one of the most thankless jobs, right? It's like an insurance company in a bank. You don't ever know how good or, one, how good or bad one is until you run into a problem. And generally speaking, we don't want to hear from an official, and if we don't hear or see them, we think they've done a good job. I just don't understand why in sports we've allowed for people to be able to berate somebody doing their job just because you disagree with the call. Yeah, Tom Halloran, by the way, who was the ump in that classic clip, did an amazing job of trying to calm down Terry Collins in the Noah Syndergaard incident. And again, it does get back to balls and strikes. I wonder if we'll ever get to, you know, automized umpiring and maybe that takes some of that out of it so there won't be these arguments 
that we see. And a lot of people, in, in certainly in our space, go, man, if we just had a robot calling balls and strikes, at least we know where we stand. Like, it, there's, there's no more guesswork. Oh, that guy jobbed us, and I had the over, and that's ball. You know, it takes away a lot of that if we get to an automized strike zone one day. And I think we'll get there eventually. Well, as an under player, I wouldn't like it because there's a lot of times I see guys get calls that are two, three inches off the plate that you would never get. <laughs> But I have to tell you, it's necessary because I've seen so many games swing on a call. I remember Will Myers one time, the ball was in the zone. And he calls it a ball and it goes to a full count. Next pitch, he hits a grand slam. Changed the whole game. And I just think that there are players that are average on the mound that don't get a call against a Mike Trout or Bryce Harper because they're an average pitcher and these guys are superstars. And the same goes for the pitcher. To me, it's something that needs to take place. That's one of the reasons I hate the NBA. I, I can't stand it. I the mean, calls. They, well, no, these guys are a bunch of bitches. I mean, they complain about everything. It's just every time they sit there and they complain, they don't get a foul call. Look, it's not an easy job. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's it's very hard. The game moves at a fast pace. These are tremendous athletes. People are trying to do their best. Calls are going to get missed, just like you miss a jump shot, just like you turn the basketball over, you step out of bounds. Human error. Human error is going to be there. You try and hope they're doing the best job possible, but. I'm not sitting there suggesting you got to be sympathetic towards what they're doing. They have a job to do, but people act like, I mean, you, by the way, I, I don't know who's bit, who's worse in the league about this LeBron or Luca, but I got to tell you, oh, these guys that? act like they get hit by sniper fire when somebody's within the area code on them, man. I gotta be like, Luca, what's happening to you, dude? Like, just play, just play like enough. It's, it's, it really it does get to be a lot. Look, we've seen it with LeBron through the years. Obviously, everybody's kind of that's built into the cake now with LeBron. You, you expect it, but the young superstars coming up too. You're like, geez, is this way it's going to be now for another decade of of superstars whining about every call they don't get? I know it affects numbers, and we get upset as gamblers, but as players, just play through. By the way, tennis. I'll get off the soapbox on this. The best replay system. It's at any major Amazing. sport. It is not even close. How efficient they keep the sport moving. There's no whistling anymore that they used to have in tennis before we had Cyclops and then the replay system. I don't know how other leagues can't emulate this to get everything on the up and up, try to be as efficient as possible, and keep the game going. Uh, your point about baseball, it's we, I mean, the technology's there. Right. right? There's, you, can't, you can't make an or, any argument about we don't have the technology because you see it every day in tennis. And they're trying it in minor leagues, right? And, and so, again, we're getting to Game 5 of the World Series tonight, and sometimes a pitch, and I know people don't look at the macro. They go, oh, it's just one pitch. Go... It can change in a whole at bat, which changes an inning, which can change an entire series. It, it does happen. Well, to me, the problem is I don't understand how you help your team more by being ejected from a game. Correct. If you're right? if you're arguing the balls and strikes, whether you're a player or manager, whomever it may be, I, I just don't get it. I just feel like there should be a certain amount of respect given. You know, these guys are professional umpires. You're a professional player. I get the emotion. The you know, you're involved in the heat of the battle there. And you're, it's, it's a huge game. But I, I think so many times, by the time you get to the home plate umpire and you're arguing the call, I mean, you've had a decent, you know, you had a walk over there. It's like you might have had a slight jog, whatever. I, I don't know. And these things in baseball, especially like you referenced tennis, most of these things are black or white, right? In the NFL, you can call holding on every play. Oh, man, exactly. It's so subjective. Yeah, exactly. It absolutely that's, is. That's why it does work in tennis and might not be as applicable to the other sports. And by the way, in, in reference, that was not Noah Syndergaard in a strike issue way back when with Terry Collins. That was a beaning issue against Chase Utley, who had taken out our shortstop the year before. Uh, let's get to Thursday night football. And uh, tonight you got the Fly Eagles fly on the road yeah. against the Texans. I'm going to watch because, you know, that's what I do. But they're laying 13 and a half on the road 
in H-Town, Brandon Cooks didn't get traded, but he's not going to play tonight either. I don't like so now we're just disgruntled, so we don't play. Is that how this works? Yes, out due to pouting. I mean, they, out due to pouting, Dave. Okay, this is this is insanity. So, so first of all, the reason why Dallas didn't trade for him is because he had an eighteen million dollar player option for next year. They didn't want to pick that up. I mean, he would have picked that up. I think it was a player option. Um, but to me, if you're the Houston Texans, see, I would suspend him. Yes. That way, you don't have to pay him. You don't want to be here? No problem. We're going to save money on this. Well, here's the thing. If I'm not mistaken, he opted into his contract to stay in Houston. So you took the money that the team afforded you, and now because they didn't trade you and you didn't get your way, you're like, dude, I'm out. Deuces. I'm not going to play. And now we're 13 and a half point dogs against the Eagles. I know the Texans aren't going anywhere. We talked about this yesterday. Guys in that locker room are still going to try. You're not going to help them try? Why? Because you're above it? Like, I don't understand this stuff. I don't understand out for pouting, but Kelly just phrased it perfectly. No, but here's the thing with Brandon Cooks. This guy's like on his 55th team, and there's 32 teams in the league in like seven or eight years, right? At some point in time, you are the problem. Yeah, you got to look in the mirror sometimes. Yeah, he, he, early on, he was lucky to just – he kept getting traded to somehow a better team, it seems. Yeah, exactly right. right. Yeah. And then he landed up in Houston, and uh, yeah. Things now, there's now only, there, there's right. only so many teams in the league. Eventually, he had yeah. to hit a bad <laughs> team. I got to play on a bad team? No, that's not my contract. I look at this gentleman, and I look at the number tonight, and I go, the only way that I could possibly play this game, it's Houston or pass. And let me explain myself, if I will. First of all, it's Thursday night football, so we know the short week. We know, again, pouting guys like Brandon Cook. Some guys are going to be in it emotionally. Some guys won't. And some guys are still licking their wounds physically from their, from their games on Sunday, i.e. for the Eagles and the, and the Texans here. And if you've been watching recent football, I apologize, on primetime. It's been terrible. You go back to the Sunday night game. Like the Bills said, you know what? Let's go out and take the fight from them right away because they're they not on our level. They led 14-0, still didn't cover the number. And kind of slept walk the other three game, three quarters. You watch the Browns and Bengals on Monday night. Let's take it from early. Not saying the Bengals quit, but then you kind of just give up once it gets out of hand and the, the underdog catches again. I see a similar situation where even if the Eagles get up early, they become disinterested. They just want – they don't want to get injured on a short week. They want to get the win and get a running clock and get the hell out of town. And I see a similar game script playing out like it has the last couple. Well, I think they're going to put up 30 points in this one, Philadelphia is. I just don't know if Houston can get to 17 to be able to cover this number here. I'm not going to play this game. And, you know, you mentioned why they're playing the Thursday night game. If Kevin didn't have this mic nailed to the ground here, I would go full Gordon Gecko and tell you greed is good. And that's the simple reason why we have Thursday night games. No, 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 no. All the, the league cares about injuries. And they, they, that's, public en- that's public enemy number one. We're going to safeguard our I, players by making them play on three days rest. I wish they would come out and say, listen, here's the bottom line. You don't want to play. Don't worry. There's somebody else waiting to come and take your job. I guarantee you people are willing to sign up for this job. So that's why we don't care. <laughs> I just look at it and go, don't give me the double talk, NFL. Don't tell me that, 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 that you're really concerned about player safety when you're playing Thursday night football. That's why suing the NFL is so beneficial because nobody ever wants to go through discovery. They want to settle every case. That's, That's exactly why if you right. ever have a case with them, it's great. You're going to get paid out of court. Yeah, exactly. They don't want it's it's they don't want the information. Like we know that you're playing this because agreed. Everybody knows it's not beneficial. You play on Sunday, you turn around and play 72 hours later. Ridiculous. They don't do this in high school. They don't do this in college. They don't. Do, I mean, it really shouldn't be doing in the NFL. And they make every team play once on Thursday. I I don't know. I'm just I'm not a big fan of the games and they've been bad. And again, you you nailed it yesterday. We talked about this where look. Players do not tank. Front offices may, right? But I look at this, this type of game in what feels like a blowout scenario for the Eagles. And I do think at some point, Sirianni, they get up big like you said. Let's go out there. Let's play half a football game. Let's try to bury them early, them being the Texans, because they cannot play on our level. We know that. If we, 
there's no way we, they can match us. They don't have the personnel. Their best wide receiver isn't going to play tonight, right? So let's go ahead and take the fight from them early and then coast. And then really not try not to get injured, but let's get a running clock, run the football, and get out of dodge. Yeah, I think if you're looking at Texans in this game, I would maybe look live, Dave. I think uh, you, you get Eagles are averaging 21 points per game in the first half, 7-0 ATS in the first half. Uh, they've come out fast in these games. I would maybe look live to hop in on the Texans at a bigger number. Absolutely. Jalen Hurts will play well. Remember, he's from Houston, Channel View. Oh, that's right, Texas guy. Uh, when we come back, let's talk a little college football and what we see on the horizon for tonight and possibly the weekend. Come on back. It is Big Bets here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of Eastern Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for, but Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf-free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nic- nicotine satisfaction per pouch. So buy Zen online or find a store near you at Zen.com, that's Z-Y-N.com, and do it today. Back alongside them all, Shaw, Dave Ross here. One other point before we get into uh, college football, we got some Thursday night games. Might be better than the NFL game. And uh, Saturday, of course, is remember the whole Louisville basketball scandal back in the day with Slicky Rick and the the investigation and Chris Mack also a lot of former coaches at the Ville. Major penalties from the NCAA uh, they've basically been avoided by both those coaches, and in, this is a federal investigation of the corruption in college basketball. If you remember that, that was such a huge deal when it happened. Like, oh my goodness, this is going to be like. You know, they're coming down with the sword of Damocles in college basketball. And it's just a couple years pass, three, four years. It just goes off into the night quietly. Nobody says a word. For such what was supposed to be such a huge scandal is going to rock college basketball and change the foundation. It just goes away. It is amazing how that seems to happen. But it looks like an independent uh, panel has said just a couple years probation and a fine for the program of 5K. Nothing else to see here. Well, first of all, since SMU got the death penalty, what, 82, 83, whatever year it was, I don't remember exactly the year, but um, the NCAA will never issue another death penalty because you saw how far it set the program back. But on top of it, uh, what I don't understand with the NCAA is how do they determine who's going to get punished, mm. right? Like anybody that knows in the interior, like if you know coaches in college basketball, um, Jabari Parker was going to Michigan State, and then all of a sudden the suitcase was a little bit bigger from uh, Durham. That's why he wound up at Duke. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Tom Izzo thought he had a national championship team with Parker coming there. And then at the last minute, he switches track. And, and all I'm saying is, how do you determine who you're going to punish? North Carolina never got punished for their fake classes. Yes. Louisville, all of a sudden, the bill, we're making such a big deal of Louisville here in terms of what's happening with them. I, I just don't get it. It's so arbitrary in how this happens. This, this is so egregious to me in college athletics. You know, I, I always said, if Kansas lost that game where Chalmers hit the shot. Yeah. And... And Memphis won. I'm telling you right now, there would have been no sanctions against Memphis. If they're the NCAA they're the champions. champions. Yes. I'm, I'm right there with you. The, the hypocrisy knows no bounds, it feels like, because yeah. we're going to pick and choose which schools we're going to go after. But again, you know, I, I can go back to the DMV days, obviously, was there for a long, long time. And I remember the Gary Williams and Rudy Gay and Jim Calhoun fiasco with, with UConn back in the days have a lot of um, 
shall we say, off the mic conversations with some of those gentlemen. And for coaches that try to do it the right way, or back then, I think NIL is going to change that forever, that you don't have to be as squeaky clean. But some programs, I believe, really did try, and then they saw the way that the others did not and thought, how am I supposed to – how am I supposed to excel in this world when we know some of the teams are not doing it the right way? Yeah, and it's well, out in the open. Well, look, I, I think more than some of the teams are not doing it the right way. The one thing I would do if I was Texas A&M in the NIL deal right now is I'd be looking for a kid that's willing to sit there and fabricate charges against Jimbo. Because I'm looking for an out on this deal. This is a god-awful, egregious deal. Have you ever seen the stats uh, in terms of when you look at Kevin Sumlin compared to um, what we've seen out of, out of Jimbo Fisher in terms of the numbers? Kevin, Kevin Sumlin, 40 and 16. Jimbo, 37 and 19. 19 and 15 versus the SEC, 22 and 16 for Jimbo. Um, 11 and 11 versus ranked teams, 9 and 12 for Jimbo. 3 and 1 bowl record, 3 and 0 here. Um, by the way, annual salary, 5 million. The annual salary with Jimbo, 9.5 million. I mean, it's, it's insane for, and by the way, Kevin Sumlin also had a Heisman Trophy winner that he recruited, right? I mean, like, you look at some of these things, you go, what's going on with, with Jimbo? And I know, you know, he and Saban got in the tit for tat and. Uh, times have changed now in college athletics. Obviously, maybe that's why some of these stories go quietly through the night because they don't resonate the same way now that they might have just three, four years ago because of the advent of, of NIL. Yeah. So, look, you know, like Deion Sanders, I, I, I kind of like what Deion's been saying with some of this stuff too, where, you know, like this is now who we are. We're trying to do it the right way, but in the current rules, in the way the current rules. Because to your point about SMU, mm-hmm. They would have been like, yeah, this is how we get players. And nobody would have batted a, batted a nine in 2022 if they were doing some of the same uh, things back in 1983. I, look, I firmly believe almost every program in the top cheats. I mean, to a certain capacity. I, th- I think so. I, I, it's hard to say that everything is on the up and up just because we have NIL. <laughs> I just know when I was at Ohio State, somehow Ricky Dudley had a new SUV every year. Now, I would love to have had that summer job. It wasn't available to me. By the way, Pony Express, one of the best 30 for 30s ever. And, uh, you know, Eric Dickerson, when he was uh, being recruited by Texas A&M, ironically, they gave him a Trans Am. They called it the Trans A&M. And then he, when he got it and ended up going to SMU, they said, well, what'd you do with it? Nothing. What are you going to do, give it back? You gave me a car illegally. I'm keeping the car, and I'm not going to your school. How about the Lendo White comment on the uh, cash bag envelope? <laughs> what do you think? He said there was like, I don't remember how much the money was, but he said there was an envelope waiting like for him, and it's just like left with all this cash in it. I was like, hey, welcome to college athletics. What a life. Let's get to Thursday Night Football. Speaking of uh, the great state of Texas, we got UTEP against Rice tonight. We're going to lay four with Rice against the Miners here. That total low, 47 here. So some offensively challenged college football teams. Amal, any leans on this game? Uh, no, I got to stay away from Rice. They got smoked by Charlotte. They gave up seven consecutive scoring drives to the 49ers last weekend. The Shutep team offensively can be difficult to slow down a little bit here. I think this is going to be an interesting game. Um, this is one I potentially look of the over, Dave. Yesterday, oh. took a tough beat on Bowling Green yesterday. They're going into the end zone at the half-yard line, and they run a reverse with the tight end, and he gets the ball punched out. I don't know. You got a good stable of backs. How about handing it off to the running back? Instead of going up by 14, they end up um, dropping the ball there and then you end up only winning by four. It's one of my pet peeves with coaches. Look, I'm not a coach, so I can't really judge. But, like, you get down there, and if you want to run the tight end, that's fine. But how about we run him inside instead of an 
like, let's take away what tight ends do best, which is physicality, and make them wide receivers. No, my favorite is when teams like Ohio State, Tennessee, Alabama with elite offenses. Oh, try to trick you? Yeah, they want to run like a trick play with their <laughs> punter or their, or their field goal team. I'm like, wait a minute. You've got, Hendon, you've got Hendon Hooker, C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young, you know, Caleb Williams at USC, but we think the punter is a better <laughs> passer. Is there a reason he's not starting in front of one of these four Heisman guys? Uh, sometimes you just try to out-trick yourself. App State against Coastal. This should be a very interesting game here uh, at Coastal Carolina tonight. App State's laying three in the road. There's a total where we expect some offense here of 64. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of this matchup? You know, this is an interesting one. you got a, a rivalry here in the Sun Belt. Yeah. Fun Belt should be a good one here. But App State's been very solid. Um, you know, now the, when you see that loss against North Carolina, it looks better and better as the season continues to progress. The uh, Heels mm-hmm. are playing very well. Like uh, the Mountaineers here, lane three, despite the fact they're on the road in this game. I, I like Appalachian State here. Well, by the way, it's almost like forgotten because, again, we're, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here in November football, certainly in college. But that App State-North Carolina game might have been game of the year. I mean, that's how incredible that game was. Was that week zero, week one? But it was absolutely insane. I think it was like, yeah, week two or three. But regardless, um, you know, it, it was a tremendous game. But you know what? This is, again, where coaching comes into play. If you remember that game. Oh, yeah, yeah. When Carolina recovered the onside kick, he should have gone down instead of he going up. Uh, yeah, he goes up. And it's just amazing to me how many times you see teams not understanding time scoring situation. Absolutely. Let's get back to some games on Saturday. Again, let's go back to the Lone Star State here with TCU. Horn Frog's going to lay nine against Texas Tech. Boy, Texas Tech had that nice win against Texas at the beginning of the year. And since then, the offense has really struggled. Uh, TCU, we know about their offense. They're defensively challenged. That total is 69. Can the Red Raiders score enough to get this thing to an over? Because we know TCU can score. Yeah, this can be an interesting one. I think the Frogs put up some points here. Uh, we'll see about Texas Tech. They've been good at home, uh, but on the road they've been inconsistent. We saw that game against North Carolina State. They didn't do tremendously well offensively. Going to stay away from this game from a um, from a total standpoint. I, I wouldn't lay the number here with TCU, but I would before I take Tech. So I, I like the Frogs to be able to cover, but I'm not going to play it. So this is one of your spots, and you and Kelly and I have talked about this a lot here throughout the, the months on Big Bets, is that if you don't necessarily like the, the, the number here at nine, you're going to wait and see maybe how the first quarter goes and look for that in-play in spot? Absolutely. I think when you look at the in-game, perfect example, right? We have a nine here. You could potentially get a six and a half, five and a half, whatever it might be on the in-play. You get a much better number than you do with the current situation. So helps you out immensely. And by the way, the reason why we bring this up a lot on the mm-hmm. show is because what we're trying to suggest is gambling patterns, if you will, habits, good habits to get into, right? So – in a game like this where you just said you would take the nine before you laid it with TCU. Yeah. And that so you really don't have a no you have a kind of a no play scenario here. That's okay, people. But what Amal and Kelly do very well is they're gonna wait and see if how that first quarter goes. Use your eyes, watch what you see, and then if you get a score either way, maybe you don't get a, a lot of scoring early and you anticipate scoring to come, you can hop in on a total if it drops down to, say, 62-61. Well, perfect example, I did in the Lakers game last night, right? 230 is the total, and a friend of mine texted me, he said, what's the, what's the point we're taking the over? I said, 215. Mm. So all of a sudden it came down to 214.5 and, and then 215, 215.5, and, and then game gets over the total. It doesn't get over the original, but a 15-point variance, generally you're, they don't miss by that much on the totals in the NBA. To quote Jimmy Dugan, that's good advice. You guys should know uh, it's one of the best baseball movies of all League time. of their own. Absolutely. 
When we come back, going to ship up to Boston, catch up with Josh Applebaum next. Come on back. It's Big Bets on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you are a football, hockey, basketball, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for the new promotions like our Tuesday hockey first goal insurance bet, Friday night college football bet, plus get Sunday football parlay insurance and much more. Head to BetRivers.com. Download the Bet Rivers app today. It is a whole new ballgame. Back here on Big Bets alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. We are here at South Point Casino and Hotel. 
Every Thursday about this time, we ship up to Boston to catch up with our guy, Josh Applebaum, host of Morning Bets and Market Insights. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Josh underscore insights. Josh, great to have you on. Look, I'm going to watch Thursday Night Football. I'm not one of those people that goes, oh, I'm not going to watch because it's a crap game. I'm going to watch it. I know you are, too. What are you seeing so far in the betting market here? Is there any steam coming in? I know it seems hard to back the Texans in this spot. I'm guessing the general public is not doing that. Yeah, I think you're totally right here, Dave. And Amal, it's great to see you as well. And just from a quick note here, guys, if you don't see an edge, if you don't find value, you don't have to bet the game. I think that's an important thing to mention. Like, you know, when you're a better, if you see an edge, you see value, hey, you fire and you hope the hope for the best here. But if you don't find an edge just because it's a primetime game, doesn't mean you have to bet it. Now, with that being said, guys, I'm putting on the hazmat suit. Give me Houston plus 14 in this one. What I've noticed with this one, guys, a couple things going on. Number one, this is the ultimate buy low, sell high. The Eagles, mm-hmm. only undefeated team in the NFL. Their adjusted win total is now 14 and a half. It is just up a little bit under here. Second best odds to win the Super Bowl at plus 500. Only the Bills are better, plus 225. Flip side, Texans, they're probably going for the number one pick here. They're battling uh, Detroit, who has the worst record, and Texans have the second worst record. Just from the angle of easy public play, they say Eagles are great, Texans are terrible. I don't care about the big number here, just lay the points. But I'd be a little careful in this one. Who knows, Philly could roll and make you look stupid if you take the points. But to me, the value play is grabbing Houston plus 14. The reason why couple things. Number one, public's all over Philadelphia. According to our VEASAN.com bet splits, 74% of bets are laying the big number with Philadelphia. But I would be a little wary of laying this big number. It seems like an obvious play. Those are the ones that always uh, make you the most nervous. But if you look at these favorites, 13 or more on the road since 2020, they're just 3-10 and 10 against the spread. They have not covered these big numbers. They typically win, but can you win by 15 or more? That's the question. But from a betting perspective, guys, you know, we opened this uh, line pretty much around minus 13. We got up to minus 14. What's notable to me is, and we're showing it here on our VEASAN splits, there's some 13 and a halfs out there. If everyone is betting the Eagles, why didn't this get up to minus 14 and a half with the hook, minus 15? It didn't. It stopped the key number of 14. You had some buyback down to 13 and a half. No matter who you like, if you like the Eagles, 13 and a half is your number. But to me, I'm going to shop around. I grabbed a, a book with a plus 14 here. I love the fact that the hook was never available. They said, hey, 14's as high as we'll go, despite all this heavy betting here on Philly. Some systems, guys, for tonight. You have dogs who did not cover the previous week, like Houston here. They're 61% against the spread. Dogs who missed the playoffs last year, 59% against the spread. Primetime dogs, 58% against the spread. So I'm going to put on the hazmat suit. Give me plus 14 here at home. Contrarian primetime dog. And again, the fact that it hit at 14 Looks to me like the sharp said, hey, that's the high water mark. Well, the value here is plus 14, in my opinion. I'm grabbing plus 14 here with Houston tonight. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. You know, 14 is such a big number to cover in the NFL. Josh, you covered the game so well, so I want to switch gears a little bit. I know you follow the Seas very closely. They lost a tough game last night in overtime in Cleveland against the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are off to a fast start. Ime Udoko is out there. Now we got uh, Missoula taking over, former West Virginia guard, who's the head coach. What do you think about this Boston team's long-term prospects? Because I think Milwaukee, obviously, with their 7-0 start, is going to be the team to beat in this conference. But how do you feel about your season? What do you think they're going to be able to do in terms of the NBA during the regular season? Well, I think Amal, just going back from the uh, during the offseason here, to me, the play was when all this Udoka stuff came out. And also remember, Danilo Gallinari got hurt. Robert Williams has been out for quite a while. The play was when that win total opened, I think it was 55 and a half. 
hit the under. So I'm holding an under. I think he got 54 and a half here because it immediately went down. But to me, I don't really like what I'm hearing out of the Celtics in terms of this Udoka news because it sounds to me like they're regretting that he's gone. They thought that maybe, you know, he'd be out a year. He'd come back next year. You've heard Marcus Smart say he's our guy. We wish he was still here. How do you think Joe Mazzula feels if they're all, you know, worrying mm. about their coach that left them? To me, that's not just a good, that's just not a good, you know, you know, kind of a vibe here in the Celtics locker room. Are they kind of just, you know, kind of wallowing in the fact that Udoka's gone? Now you're hearing, oh, if it was so bad what he did with the Celtics, it must not have been that bad if you turn around and then the Nets hire him. So the fact that the Celtics got no compensation whatsoever for Udoka, remember Doc Rivers left back in the day for the Clippers. They got a first round pick. Tells me that the Celtics just wanted to get rid of Udoka, you know, close the chapter on this kind of, uh, you know, just really, you know, difficult situation here for all involved. For the Celtics, I'm high on them overall, but I don't like the fact that they're kind of feeling sorry for themselves and they're missing Udoka. I'd want to hear them say, hey, Udoka's gone. Joe Mazzulla's our guy. We're going to go win an NBA title. I'm not hearing that from that team right now. That gives me a little bit of worry, and I do think the Bucks, as you said, Amal, maybe the better bet here to come out of the East. Yeah, just to follow up on some more Eastern Conference news coming down, James Harden expected to miss a month due to a right oh. foot tendon strain. That coming down from Woj just now. So oh. 76ers hurting in the East, too. Yeah, good for the strip club business. Because there's some more free time on his hands. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, In the wings. It's, it's bizarre, Josh, what's going on with the C's there. Because to your point there, Marcus Smart sounded like he didn't even know what the true transgressions were by the old coach now, who might be the new coach. Uh, in Brooklyn. So we'll keep a watchful eye there. Let's stay in your neck of the woods and get to the Patriots here as they're going to take on the Colts this week. I, I see some some numbers moving here. I think it was as high as six for the Patriots. Now I'm seeing five and a halves here. Uh, what do you make of, of the Patriots here in this spot? Boy, Mac Jones got bailed out on a bad pick six uh, right before the end of the first half last week against the Jets. It could have changed the complexion of that game, but they roll easily in the second half and cover that number in New York. Are they going to roll again and cover another, this time a bigger number at home? So, Dave, I'm actually looking at the Colts with the, with the line move here in their favor. I'd be looking at grabbing the points here. It's difficult because this line has moved quite a bit. You opened, actually, Patriots laying six and a half, got down to six immediately when that line dropped, you know, late afternoon Sunday. And then we got down to five and a half. But what's notable to me, and one thing I look at when I'm just staring at odds throughout the entire week, I think if you're betting NFL, don't just wake up on a Sunday and look at the opener to the current. Look at how it's moved all throughout the week. Consistent movement here toward the Colts. I mean, we're showing five on our board. I don't even know if this gets down to four and a half. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But over the last 24 hours, the hook is now gone at most shops. Shop around if you like the Colts. You know, it's kind of a no man's land type of number there at five and a half. Even though with the uh, the extra point being pushed back, it's becoming a little bit more of a key number, six and five. But either way, guys, consistent line movement throughout the week. That's a good sign here. You're getting into the territory of a severe line move here with the Colts. If you see a team getting at least a point and a half move in their favor, they're about 64% against the spread here. So the Patriots have been in this spot before. You know, they won a couple games with Bailey Zappi. Remember that Monday night against the Bears? They mm. were going to crush the Bears. You know, they kind of let go of the rope there. So the Patriots are in this weird thing where they'll kind of get you excited thinking about they're going in the right direction, and then they'll kind of lay an egg. So to me, I'd grab the points here with the Colts. Again, you missed the good number, uh, but this would be the number, the number one sweet spot in the NFL. If you are a dog getting three and a half points or more, you're 47 and 26 against the spread, 64%. You also have a dog low total. Told this one is falling, some correlative betting, you know, 41 down to 40 and a half ish, also with the line moving to the Colts. So fewer amount of expected points scored, less points going out there to the dog. That's a good sign for a dog. So again, you missed the good number, but I'd be looking at Colts here plus the points. Uh, I'm not too confident in the Patriots covering this number. When you think they're going well, guys, and in New England, this is always the case, they seem to kind of let you down a little bit here. So until they prove otherwise, I'd be looking at the line move here toward Indy. 
Quickly, I want to ask you about Minnesota-Washington. The reason I bring this game up is the Vikes are a three-point favorite at the Commanders here, Josh. Total of 43-and-a-half. I find it peculiar that Minnesota just doesn't seem to be getting respect in the betting market. We saw last week at home three, three and a, excuse me, three and a half or four point favorite against the Arizona Cardinals. It just continues to surprise me how low these Vikings lines are. I'm kind of with you, Amal. This is a team that uh, during the offseason you did see the Eagles were a big public play, like they're going to have a good year. Well, there was also a lot of love for the Vikings, too. So if you're holding a win total, you're feeling good. O'Connell here for Coach of the Year. Will he beat Sirianni? Maybe not. Probably not. I think Sirianni's like minus 110 at this point. This is a team that's kind of on the rise. They make a big move here uh, for TJ Hawkinson, another weapon there for Kirk Cousins. But right now, guys, we're showing minus three. What I've noticed in this game, we're at three and a half over the last couple of days here. So a lot of these books open, you know, Vikings minus two and a half, minus three. They're a big public play here. The maybe the odds aren't the odds makers aren't respecting them as much, Jamal, but it looks like the public is still loving them. 75% of bets here laying the points of the Vikings. What's notable to me, just as we've seen, you know, kind of this line go back uh, further toward the Colts over the last 24 hours, it's going back toward Washington over the last 24 hours. A lot of those hooks, plus three and a halfs, are now down to three. Uh, there's a really good bet split here from our VEASAN.com splits from DraftKings. Only 25% of bets on Washington, but they're taking in 67% of the money. That's a pretty good low bets, higher dollar bet split. You would match here. Uh, dog who missed the playoffs, 59% ATS. Conference dogs getting six or less. Last three years, they've been 59% ATS. Also, guys, are the Snyders going to finally sell the team? Is that some good uh, finals, finally some good you know, future feelings here for this team who struggled for quite a bit here? If the Snyders still, I know that's a whole other side note here, but to me, with the Commanders, that three and a half down to three, if you can still find a, 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 a you know a book hanging the hook out there, shop around, have multiple outs, I'd be looking at Washington plus three and a half here. Yeah, I'll tell you this, Josh. I know people in D.C. from my uh, two decades there, they've been waiting for that day for a long time to come. I don't know if it's going to come yet for everybody hoping that Dan Snyder gets out. I think it might be a big okie doke, but the fan base is going to be fired up this Sunday, and you can't often say that uh, around commanders or whatever the, heck the team name is this year, uh, football in recent <laughs> years. Josh, appreciate you. As always, follow him on Twitter at Josh underscore insights. Enjoy the game tonight we'll catch up with you again next week my friend when we come Appreciate back it, we're gonna have uh, mike pritchard join us in hour number two talk more things nfl plus the big three in the nfl is it bettable we'll discuss next here on big bets on these and the sports betting network at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.